football we played was exactly the kind of team we want to be. Yeah, there is still to improve, but uh, you know, I think uh, moving forward, I think there's some good signs here. Yeah, listen, it's not the result we wanted. We wanted to obviously get off the mark and, and try and get a positive result. This is the Go Radio Football Show podcast. Hosted by Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson and Mark Guidi. Listen live weeknights from five. Talking Scottish football first. Let's go! So Celtic blow a two-goal lead to Real Betis in Seville while Rangers lose 2-0 to Lyon at Ibrox. But nine goals in two games, Barry Ferguson, never a dull moment when it's uh, Scottish sides in Europe. No, they, listen, I, I didn't see the games last night, only seen the highlights when I come back in for, from training. Um, regarding Rangers, sometimes you've just got to say the better team won. They, they, were, a, they, they were a very, very good team. I said I, I watched them last Sunday, I was impressed with them, but certainly last night at Ibrox, they, they were a, a top team. You can see why they came out of pot one. Look, it's not the result that Rangers wanted, but I think it's going to come down to the, the games against um, Prague and, and Bromby. Because um, I think Leon, I'll, I'll walk that group, there's no doubt about it, because they're a, a top team, as I said. And in terms of Celtic, mm-hmm. taking a, a two-goal lead when you're away from home, um, then surrendering that, I think Celtic will be disappointed. Um, it didn't come away with at least a point. Um, so listen... Disappointing both teams lost, but there's still a long way to go in both uh, both of the groups. Mark Guidi, it points to a great season here though, doesn't it? Because we'll all forget about Europe probably by Christmas and then it's down to the league and with Celtic never a dull moment, he always goes for it and Rangers, well the manager's saying, we've not found a rhythm yet. What about Celtic last night? Two up? Could have been three? Yeah, you, you just wish Celtic a wee bit more um, streetwise when you, you, you draw comparison to, to Leon and yes, Leon are a better team. They are a proper Champions League team. Uh, Leon with a top class uh, manager um, as well but they get the lead they double the lead and they see it out you look through the 90 minutes Paul Leon very very cute at what they do very streetwise when to kill the tempo when to go down when to just buy themselves a few seconds to, to regroup and Celtic have got to get that in the locker I mean, to be two goals up in Seville against Real Betis was different class you thought wow what a result this is going to be and then before you know it the 4-2 down lapses in concentration switching off yes it's a new team You've got to make allowances, but the manager as well is maybe you know, listen to his comments about. I get it; he wants to entertain, he wants to score goals, but there's also a time he says, "You what? Let's shut up shop." We're two goals up. Let's get to half time with that two goal lead, and then revisit it. But they lost two quick goals, and all of a sudden um, it turned into a whopper of a tie. But Celtic, they really should have had at least a point. Barry, fans will know though that we were up against, the two of them are up against a Ligue 1, a French top side, you know, one of the major teams in Spain as well, leagues that are much bigger than ours in terms of the TV money. They get tens of millions a year. Rangers get three million for TV. Celtic get three million. They're planets apart. Yep, and in terms of the transfer fees they can pay for players, yeah. I think Leon had um, had spent 20-odd million on a, a few yeah. players, one single player. Rangers, if you look at it in that sense, brought in Bosmans. Um, so, look, at the end of the day, they are a top team, Leon. There's no doubt about it. I was highly impressed um, the way they, they went about their business. They've got really good players. Their game management was was top class. Um, but as I said to you, I think the group, I'll come down to the, the both games against Sparta Prague and, and um, Bronby. Right, we'll hear from both managers and then we'll take your calls. 0808 17 17 700. First stop, it was the 5.45 kickoff. 4-3 at the end. Here's the manager, Ange Postacoglu. Mixed emotions. Um, 
I thought we played awfully well. Um, I thought we took a game to a very good opponent. You know, in the end, the odd goal decided. I think probably equal amount of chances both teams. Uh, we hung in there. We, we we had opportunities once we were ahead to go further ahead, which I think could have put us a bit you know clearer of the opposition. But they got some quality up front that you know is always a threat. So kind of kept them in the game, and obviously then they got a bit of momentum. But players credit they didn't they didn't give up. And I thought in the end uh, we were the ones searching for the goals. And Barry Ayeti got that goal. It went to VAR, but it, it, it counted. Have Celtic discovered a striker in there that we didn't see last season? Well, he's, he's certainly had a bit of form. There's no doubt about mm-hmm. it. A couple of goals at the weekend, then another uh, goal. Listen, see, in terms of strikers, you don't care how they, they get it as long as they put it in the back of the net. Um, yeah. Let it come off his... I don't know if it come off his chest or whatever, yeah. but listen, it still counts as a goal. He's still getting in the right positions. Um, and he certainly looks if he's up for the fight to try and um, stake a claim for a place in, in the Celtic team Celtic team decimated by injuries we'll talk about them shortly we're going to go on the lines in a second or two uh, for Rangers Ryan Kent though is out he's yeah. getting the MRI we'll hear the manager speak about him this was Stephen Gerrard's uh, his take on the game 2-0 against Lyon having had everyone fit and available and in top form that's a manager's perfect scenario but for different reasons and these are not excuses just for different reasons it doesn't feel like or I don't feel like I've had a real settled squad with everyone in a good place and, and available so we can really pick our strongest team and try and get some rhythm you know and, and repeat teams uh, seems like we're with COVID with injuries with suspensions with people arriving late we found that really difficult but it is what it is we have to deal with that and um, hopefully in due course we can get a real settled team and squad and people fit and available but again last night it looks like we're going to miss Ryan for a few weeks so it's, it's another frustration for us Mark Big Blow Ryan Kent uh, yeah, it's a major blow. Uh, Ryan Kent be missing. Uh, you could see right away uh, last night. It looked like a, a sore one, and um, yeah, three four weeks. You hope that's that's the minimum amount of time, but you never know with, with, with hamstrings. And Paul, so you know you're missing Ryan Kent. You're missing a talisman. You're, you're missing a creator of goals. You're missing a goal scorer. You know, at a crucial time in the game last weekend, domestic game, the league, your bread and butter. Ryan Kent gets a penalty kick to bring um, Rangers uh, back into yeah. the game. So you need other players to step up to the plate. And, and an interesting wee quote there from Stephen Gerrard, he's right, they've not found a rhythm. You know, it's it's, it's in bits and balls of Rangers, it's in fits and starts, they're nowhere near the level they were at last season. Yet. And then one guy, I think you know, he's, he's got to step up because the talent's there, is Alfredo Morello. He's mm-hmm. got to step up now and be the Alfredo Morelos that Rangers need. You know, he's a main striker, the main goal scorer, but he did come back late for whatever reason. When you think about it, at a crucial time, ahead of a £40 million Champions League game. So it's now up to Alfredo Morelos to, whatever it is, put it to the back of his mind, focus on his football and start leading the team. Here's Craig on from Cumbernauld, a regular caller. Hi Craig, good evening. Hi Paul, Barry, Mark, how are you doing? Yeah, you doing, yeah fine. they're actually in pretty good shape for the weekend, uh, despite the results last night. Uh, Craig, how are you feeling about it? What are the main takeaways you've got from it? What's your first point? Yeah, look, I think, firstly, obviously, it's disappointing um, to, you know, to to lose without, you know, scoring, uh, yeah. particularly at home, you know. That is always a disappointment. But, you know, we did come close on one or two occasions. I thought, yep. if I'm honest, mm-hmm. I know he's under a bit of pressure, but I I, I think Balogun probably could have done better when he said after better. the free kick. I mean, mm-hmm. we probably would have still lost 2-1. But I still maybe I'm being harsh, but I still think he may, maybe could have just got it a bit, a bit, uh, a bit lower. But well, let's check that with the former captain Barry. Should he have been on target with that header? 
Yeah, listen, it was a, a good chance, a good yeah. ball in, um, good corner Can kick. He, look, I think Balligan, if you ask him himself, he'd be disappointed that he didn't at least hit the target and make the goal uh, goalkeeper work. Um, and look, throughout the game, certainly Rangers did have a chance. The goalkeeper made a real good save for Ryan Kent. Um, Lindstrom as well had a, a pop-out goal. Uh, Tavernier off the side of the post with a free kick. Um, so, well, I think Rangers will be disappointed that when they went two goals down that they didn't at least get a goal back to see how Leon would then handle a bit of pressure on top of him. Um, but look, if you strip it all back and you're honest, Leon are a very good team, Paul. There's no doubt about it. And I think Craig will agree with me. They've got some handy players, some top players. And for me, they will be the favourites, um, not just to win the group, they'll be one of the favourites to go all the way. To lift it, yeah, because of yep. Champions League. Craig? Yep. Do you take some comfort from that? The fact that they're such a massive club. Oh, definitely. Listen, Leon are a quality side. There's no getting away from that. And I think um, you know the way it's structured just now as well. I think it's going to be a real um, struggle for us to get to the knockout stages of the Europa League this season. Because when you think about you know you, a quality team like Leon, they'll top the group and then even finishing second doesn't guarantee that anymore. You've got to play sure. the third place team for the Champions League, which. Yeah. Could be a team every bit as good as Leon. You never know. That's so right. I think that's the thing. My, my worry is though, um, we've played five games in Europe now. Um, we've only won one. And we've only scored three goals in those five games. Mm-hmm. And bear in mind, two of them are against, a, you know, a, not a very good side in Alishkert, and, and one of them they were down to ten men as well. Yeah. And I agree. With Mark said it there. Part of that for me is coming for the fact that Morelos, you know. When he came in, it was fantastic. He scored against Malmo, gave us hope. But apart from then, I don't feel like he's he's stepping up. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think I maybe wouldn't have played Lundstrom yesterday. I don't think he's done enough to justify starting in European nights. He came so close though, didn't he? With that effort, he, he, he and did, it might have been a different but, story. Uh, well, yeah, um, yeah, of course he did, um, and maybe I'd been. I still think I'd, I'd prefer Ruth in there, but. Mm-hmm. I can see why Gerard made the decision. I just think it's it's one of those ones that they have to deal with. But overall, I think for Rangers and Celtic, I think if they can both even end up dropping into the, I think you can drop into the Conference League or something, can't you? So you could, in theory, maybe get a good run there. Mm-hmm. But I think it's tough. It's tough on both sides. Um, and for us, it's about beating Sparta Prague and, and beating Brondby. But they're not yeah. going to be an easy team, Sparta Prague. They sure. showed that yeah. against Celtic. Yeah. So as poor as Celtic were, they still scored eight goals over two legs. That that tells you they're a decent side. Mark, almost impossible to go out of Europe this season, isn't it? Certainly for a, a while anyway. But he does make a, a good point there. It's, there's no pushovers. We know that Leon are the, the five-star team in that section. What's your take on it for Rangers? Uh, well, listen, I think you said there, Paul, it Barry, uh, it could be, you know, Leon have, have got the potential to, to go actually go and win the, the, the Europa League. And I agree with that. They, they are such a good team that you'd have to fancy them and let us say that they have got a really top class uh, coach in there as well and uh, Peter Bosch so he knows his stuff and uh, they can spend a few quid for Rangers yeah if you can finish runners up if you can just stay in the tournament then that, that, that's what you want that's what Rangers have managed to do uh, the past three years then they've won a couple of knockout games as well so they've been good they've been good under Steven Gerrard uh, in Europe there's absolutely no doubt about that but just at the moment whether it's Europe or even domestically it's been patchy and yes it's I think it's going to be impossible for Rangers to... Well, in fact, it's not going to happen because they've already lost a league game this season compared to last season, but they set the bar, bar so high last season in a number of ways. It's going to be impossible to to keep that going. But what they need then, they need their other players. They need 
I was mentioning Morelos a minute ago looking mm. for more from him but you need Fashion Sakala to really push yeah. Morelos or Kimar Roof to really push Morelos or to, you know, to show Steven Gerrard mm. he deserves Lundstrom you need to see better from him um, as well he's got to show more um, so there's, there's different things that Rangers can um, improve on but for Steven Gerrard he will be desperate for them to find that rhythm as quickly as possible because even domestically they've not been blowing teams away like last season we've got a game on, on, on Sunday you'd expect Rangers to win comfortably unfurling the, the league flag etc mm. etc et so it's all there but Motherwell in a decent bit of form under Graham Alexander so that's going to be a tough tie but you can just tell there's one or two wee bits of concern for Stephen Gerrard at the moment and, and you can understand why Barry how do you light the fire again under Morelos he's not the player he was last season no, he's, he's he's like a number of players that have yeah. not hit the form that, that are the dizzy heights they did last season. Um, I, I'm still no too concerned. You're only five games domestically in. You're, I know there's been a few games in in Europe. There's still time. As Mark, I think Mark mentioned, he came back late, Morelos. Mm. He's not had a full pre-season. But you need to you need to get your, your form back as quickly as possible. Um, and he's... Him on forum makes Rangers a stronger team he's he's off the boil now he needs to get back firing quickly and um, this is a big week for Rangers Rangers have got Motherwell no disrespect but they'll come and they'll make it tough they'll sit behind the ball there's a wee bit of pressure with the flag getting unfurled as, as well and then they've got the cup game against Livingston the quarter final where they fell last season where they need to go one step further again um, but the big players need to start finding their form and, and finding it quickly um, Ryan Kent look again he's another one that's not hit the dizzy heights as he did last year but one thing you can't level against Ryan Kent is he's worked right for the team's brilliant that's one thing that a lot of people miss out on he does a hell of a lot of work for the team um, but Rangers need their big players back in top form quickly Craig you've heard from Mark yeah. and Barry what would you say how would we take this forward then what, what are you thinking I mean the cup game obviously is coming up and that could be huge for Rangers because Mar- Steve yeah. it's massive they, they fell at the quarterfinals yeah. that's one of the things the first day of pre-season when you come in you have a meeting with your team mm-hmm. your bread and butters to go and retain the league title but if you look last season what was the the, the negative or the minus against what happened was getting put out of St Johnson getting put out uh, to St Murn yep. in the quarterfinals so they need to better that. They need mm. to go and try and one of the uh, try and sorry win one of the cups. Craig, what would you say if you were in the dressing room? If we had the chance to be in there as Barry has been so many times, what would you say to the players to try and get them? I mean, the manager said we need to be better in the final third. Um, they just haven't got the rhythm this season. What would you say to Morellas and the rest of the team? Well, uh, that's a million dollar question. Um, I think I'd be I'd be saying to them that it's you need to find that killer edge again. That um, you know that this week coming up, you know it's a big week. Of course, we need mm-hmm. to, you know beat Motherwell, keep a gap on Celtic in the league. Um, they've got a tough task um, away to Livingston. That's mm-hmm. never an easy ground to go to. So it is conceivable that they could drop points there. Um, and I think you know Barry said it there. We then we need to get past Livingston into that cup semi final because we've not too many days out in the sunshine at Hampden um, yeah. since Gerard came in to be fair and that's something that has to change but for somebody like Morelos you know he has to do as much for the club as for himself you know he spoke about wanting to get a big move at some point and all these things well you don't get a big move if you're not playing well and you're not scoring goals plus you must be fed up hearing that um, Craig you're paying his wages the Rangers fans and Rangers are playing him last t- paying him last time I looked it's not Porto it's not some other mythical club it's Rangers 
and the fans deserve better. Oh, absolutely. There's no question of that. And he, he has to know that. And I think, you know, Mark was talking about the, you know, Ruth and, and Sakala putting pressure on him. I think Ruth is putting a bit of pressure on him because Ruth is currently the top scorer. Um, he's, you know, and I think he's in decent form. Personally, I'd be, you know, sending that message to Mirelos by starting Ruth or Sakala um, at the weekend. And then, you know, yeah. let him realise that, you know, it's not a nailed uncertainty you're going to play every week if you're not, you're not hitting the heights because he has to show his commitment to the Rangers shut and for as long as he's there. Now he done that last season. Mm-hmm. Um I believe he can do it again this season. But it's about him, you know, I think changing his attitude. Forget, mm-hmm. you know, glamour moves to big clubs and anything like that. You're playing for Rangers right now and there's a lot of important games coming up. And the pressure what I think the pressure's on us even more than it was last season because I think it's been clear, you know, two well nearly two months into the season and it seems quite clear to me that Postacoglu at Celtic <clears throat> is going to get a free pass. I think he's been, you know, every time Celtic have lost, it's, you know, he's not been really given much of a hard time. It's, you know, he's been allowed to get away with using one excuse after another without accepting responsibility for his side well, of the You could say that he's got, but, that yeah, pressure. but he's got Celtic playing a way that the fans like it. They know how far. 25 points was the gap, as you yeah, know, but, Craig. So yeah, is, does he not deserve question, it? Though. Yeah. Well, yeah, but here's the question, though. How many old firm managers get to start a season, you know, two months in, playing six away games, losing five, um, and not really be under much pressure. That seems quite ridiculous to me. Yes, he's got them playing well. I don't dispute that. You know, and I think they will compete. But, but you know, to me, if I was, if it was Rangers, and when Gerard came in, he inherited a, a very, you know, bang average Rangers side at yep. best and had to change an awful lot. But he was under pressure immediately. And if he had went... Mm-hmm you know, six away games and winning only one of them in all competitions. You know, he'd been under pressure as he was. So, But that's neither here nor there at the moment. So because, who, who, yeah. do, who do you mean, Craig, you mean that, that he's getting a free ride or a free pass from who, the media or from the Celtic supporters? Well, he's getting mainly from the Celtic supporters, but there's elements to the media again as well. You see some of the, I'm not necessarily yourselves because you are probably, you know, one of the best out there right now. But I think, there are, are elements to the media that, and I don't know if it's because he, he the way he spoke to Ian McLeod or whatever at the start of the season, but it was an intimidation factor. But yesterday they're two nothing up and they go and throw it away, you know, mm-hmm. because they're not street wise enough. And most of the post match questions for them are all about ah, this is all positive, that's positive, you're missing this player, you're missing that player, it was this, it was that, just as most of the other defeats. And I don't think, you know, I don't personally. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, if that's what it's going to be, fine. We have to just absorb that and go, right, fine, we'll put them to the sword. But for me, I think if you're an old firm manager and you're losing five out of six away games, that tells a story. Well, over the piece, so you, you, look at, you look at Stephen Gerrard and you, you, you hit the nail on the head. You said, what Stephen Gerrard in, inherited at Rangers? I think it's very similar to what Ange Postacoglu has inherited at Celtic, as in it's a total rebuild required. It took Stephen Gerrard to year three to win the title. Mm-hmm. But he so, was under massive It doesn't matter. He still he still survived. So can you can you point out to me can you point out to me then, Craig? Can you point out to me when Steven Gerrard was under pressure from the Rangers fans or from the media um after two months in the job when there was a full rebuild going on? As he, as in you're saying oh, that Ange Postacoso is not getting that not getting that scrutiny. Because I think the difference is because when Steven Gerrard came in he didn't come in and start playing this washbuckling all out attacking football you know so the style of football we were playing at the time wasn't 
you know, great to be fair, and that added pressure on because Celtic are playing good football, even when they're losing games. That's taking the bit of the, the needle off. Look, I, as yeah. I say, I do think there is more pressure on us than Celtic this season, purely because of what Postacog was inherited, and that's fine. You know, that's that's for us to deal with as champions. I just think that sometimes it's not all. About, you know, yes, Celtic played a good team last night, but let's be honest, this Real Betis team played a Celtic team missing a lot of their best players and conceded three goals. So yep. are they that great of a side? Mm. You know, are they better than Leon? Uh, I don't think so. Craig, we're going to run right out of time here now talking about Celtic. We'll talk about them again shortly. Back to Rangers. Barry, you've always said defending the title is so much harder. Just in a word or two, what would you say to Craig? Yeah, there's, there's no doubt about it. Listen, it's hard to win a title. It's even harder to, to retain it in the pressure zone. But look, I'm afraid that's what happens when you're, you're at a massive club like Rangers and, and they know they're under pressure. Craig, scoreline against Motherwell. What do you think? Unfurling the flag. What's the scoreline? I think unfurling the flag at a goal 3-1. 3-1 for Rangers. Thanks, Craig. The Go Radio Football Show. Download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from five. Paul Cooney with Barry Ferguson, Mark Guidi. The weekend starts here. Barry? Yeah, is Chris about, hopefully? He will be in the next hour. That wasn't my worst one, actually. (laughs) I've heard worse. Trespass building. Uh, Oh, yeah. Famous trespass. They're magnificent with us with the kilt walk. A week on Sunday, 26 September. So Glasgow Green. I know James is going to come and uh, correct that thing. He's got it. 0808 17 17 700. And we're on the socials as well at Go Football Show. Loads of people on. We're we're quite buoyant about it last night. Yeah, I know Rangers lost 2-0 at home. But it's Leon, and look at the difference in the money available. And Celtic, yeah, of course they blew it. But and Ange Postacoglu, well, this is what he had to say about his defence. It's hard when you come away from home when the opposition get a bit of momentum. Um, you know, you, you can feel the the player, the home play, home team players lifting, and uh, you know that's where you need a little bit of calmness. And, and yeah, but again, we're talking about guys who, who are just beginning their Celtic careers, you know. I'd, I'd hazard to think how many games in total the back four have played together, uh, including Joe. So, you know, uh, defensive solidity comes after after a period of time and we don't have that right now. But again, I thought the intent was still good. Um, you can come here and get a nil-all draw. That ain't going to please me. Um, I'd rather we played the, the football we played tonight. We'll get better at it. And um, when we do, then... I think we'll get the rewards as well. Barry, what's your take on that? The manager saying nil-nil. Yeah, I, I get what he's yeah. coming from in terms of the, the, the back five. That's me including the goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. You need a level of consistency. You need a back four like, say, I'll go back to Rangers last year. Look at the amount of times that that consistent back five mm-hmm. played with each other. Alan McGregor, James Tavernier, Golson, Holander, Barisic. And that's something that um, I, I see where he's coming from. It, it takes time. Unfortunately, at times you don't get much time up in, up in the west of Scotland because obviously he's he signed these these new players. But in terms of Celtic going forward, they, they certainly look a threat. They've still got the same issues they did have last year. Um, I know he's brought new players in and it's going to take them time to settle. Um, but they, they look a threat going. And he scored three goals away from home. Mm. You've got to be disappointed not coming back with anything. Yeah, A threat, an attack and in defence, Mark. I mean, it was... Uh... Yeah, they've got... I mean... Barry's makes a great point there that the, the, the back five including the goalkeeper mm-hmm. last season were brilliant for Rangers and, and one thing and again it's back to the point I was making to Craig five minutes ago Ange Postecoglou probably he doesn't know his best mm-hmm. back five okay he knows the best goalkeeper Joe Hart without a doubt 
But is Juranovic better than, than mm. Ralston? Or is it, is it Montgomery at left back? Where's Greg Taylor? What's your best two central defensive partners? You know, who is it? Is, is it Starfield? Is it, is it Welsh? Is it Vickers? Where's he going to go? So he's probably still fine. Bearing in mind that a couple of them come in right at the last minute mm. in the transfer window. So he's probably even worked for him. Never mind games. He's probably only four or five training sessions mm. um, with these guys. So until they, he finds his best four, only then, hopefully, would you see an improvement with Celtic. But until he finds that, and it's up to the players to stand out and say, no, I'm your man. I'm the guy who deserves to be right back or left back or centre-half. Until somebody they, they come and stand out as a unit, they're always going to have problems at the back. Here's Declan on the line from Rutherglen, a Celtic fan. Good evening, Declan. Hi, guys. How are we? Yeah, good, thanks. I'm just going to ask the guys there what they make. I know it's early days, but Starfelt with Cameron... Carter Vickers, you know, last week he was he got man of the match. But um, last night, Leanne Creighton, who'd been at the game, she she wasn't sure about She didn't think he'd played as well at the weekend as some others did. What did you make of it last night? Two up, almost three up, if Jota had scored, ifs, buts and maybes. Or would they have scored three anyway at that point? Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd echo what Barry said about, you know, you go away from home and you score three goals. You're, you're always disappointed to, to come home and nothing. Um I think, you know, hindsight's a great thing. Looking back now, the game ends 4-3, you're like, what if Jota scores that chance at, when we're 2-0 up? Does that mean, does that change the mentality of the game at that point? Um, who knows, but it's all should have, could have, would have at the end of the day. But, but can I ask you, Declan, would he have changed his tactics? Because it looks as though it'd be 3-0 and they could have come up. They scored, what, two goals in two or three minutes. They might have scored three at that point. He maybe just, that's the way no, he wants to play, going, going on the front foot. Exactly that. I think he, it's the type of manager that's kind of he's almost stubborn like Rogers I'd say where he's he's a bit I'd say naive personally but I think mm-hmm. from his point of view he's just reluctant um, to really change his, his style for anyone I think he said that um, before the game no matter who will play I think he, he wants to continue this you know attacking style so um, I th- from from watching the game personally you, you'd think you know turn up bring on McCarthy kind of protect the lead mm-hmm. but I think from Angie's point of view he would have just been looking to continue the same way throughout the game. What's Stephen Welsh done wrong that he is out the team? Barry, were you surprised again that he was on the bench? Yeah, I'm sure young Welsh will be disappointed because I'll be honest with you, when you were looking at Welsh and Starfelt, I've got to be honest with you, Welsh was the one that stood out mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. Um, but listen, Starfelt's a big signing for Postacoglu. Four million pounds, is that right? Yep. Um, so he's obviously going to go away what he's he's signed so well you stay in the team hard done by you stay in the team because the manager you shouldn't you shouldn't listen it comes down to form for me it doesn't whether you cost 4 million pound 14 million pound or Mm. 40 million pound if you're not producing um, you don't play Um, so I'm sure Welsh is is feeling a bit hard done by um, because to be honest with you I thought he'd done really well in terms of Vickers he, he looked good against Ross County but again it's severe lack of game time he's not played enough football you can do all the pre-season you can train for two or three hours a day you need to play games of football so he's probably hit a wee bit of a brick wall in terms of playing a full 90 minutes coming into a European game where it's fast and furious when you get away from home there's no doubt about it Um, but he needs to just get a level of consistency and what as Martin mentioned a couple of minutes ago he needs to really decide what his back four is but then you've still got Julian Mm -hmm who's going to come back within the next six to eight weeks. You've got Taylor, who's now out with a shoulder injury. I'm not sure how, how long he's going to be. So it's going to be take him a bit of time for him to decide what his best back fourer. I, I would certainly um, 
at the moment, I, I would I would go with, with Montgomery at left back. I, I would give him a run. Okay. I really like the look of Montgomery. Yeah, he'll be raw. Yeah, he'll, he'll make mistakes, but he looks apart. And who would play alongside him with you? Well, um, if you were choosing I, the team for well, I mean, Sunday, it's probably going to be Harson on, yeah. on, on Ralston. But I'd say put Juranovic at, at right back. Go if that's a long term answer. He's he's got, he's got quality. And I think when you've paid that kind of money and loan fees and wages, yeah, it's probably harsh on Welsh. But you've brought in these guys for a reason. And that's because you thought what you had, for whatever reason, wasn't good enough. That's why you've signed the new players. So I would put the new back four together, including Montgomery, and go with it. Give it a chance. Give it a chance to, to go. And um, Montgomery's the closest thing to Kieran Tierney that Celtic fan. There'll never be another Kieran Tierney. He was exceptional. That's why I left for 25 million quid. And you'll never replace like with like. It's impossible. But when you look across the city at Rangers and you see Patterson mm. doing so well when he's been given an opportunity, his game time's been limited because Tavernier is such an outstanding performer. But at Celtic at left back, I like Greg Taylor. I really do. But at the moment, he's not available. Yep. Give it to Montgomery. Give it to him. He's a natural left-sided player. I thought he looked good when he came on against Rangers at Ibrooks. Give a natural left-sided play. He can go forward. He can put a cross in. Give the boy a chance. Declan, what do you think of that? 100% agree. Um, I think when I first seen Montgomery kind of break into the team this season, you could definitely tell, you know, he had a lot of potential there. Mm. Of course, as Mark says, he's going to be raw, but he, he's coming in. Look at Kieran Tierney. He got through in against Fenerbahce all the years ago mm. when uh, we badly needed a left-back and he, he excelled. And I think Montgomery's shown signs that he can replicate that. Maybe not to the levels that Tierney, no. you know, has done, but I do think that the bravery he possesses, you know, the the drive to get forward, it's like the, the modern day fullback, and it, mm. it's something that, that we do need. Now with Greg Taylor out the team, I do think it's uh, the perfect chance to give him a run. Goalkeeper did well. Were you happy with him last night? A couple of key saves? Yeah, I mean, Joe Hart's been a fantastic signing for us. I think yep. anyone would, would tell you that. Uh, we had goalkeepers there that actually, you know, last season that looked scared to make a sure. save. Mm-hmm. So it's good to actually see a guy use his hands to make saves. What about but, up front? Um, Obviously, Gikomakis still waiting to hear when he's fit. Kyogo, still a few weeks to go. Um, Abada couldn't play because of Yon Kapoor. But what do you feel about a Yeti? Is there, I mean, that's he scored last weekend, he scored last night. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't, I'm not a Yeti's biggest fan. I just think that, you know, He's he's not the easiest on the eye, and and albeit, you know he's he's scored a couple of goals lately. You know he was in the right place at the right time, so you've got to give him credit. But I just don't think he will be a main man going forward. I think you know he'll probably end up being third choice, and mm-hmm. you definitely can tell the signs of improvement. You know he's working a lot harder under Ange, and he is he is trying his best. But I just think personally, for me, he's he's not the answer that. The answer for is going forward, and he'll probably just be utilised as that backup option once all the strikers are fit. So, what's your? Do you have a question for Barry and Mark? Is there a, a point after when you woke up today and you thought about it? Is there something you thought? Of? I wonder what Barry's take on this is. I mean, yeah, just I just wonder what the guys thought about you know how how they feel like Celtic will do going forward. You know, I, I think I mentioned it last time I was on about you know the severe lack of depth and. One injury to Cal McGregor, like yeah. I think that will have a detrimental mm-hmm. impact on your season if like he was to get another kind of serious injury. <sighs> a huge miss, Cal McGregor. Um, look, I'm no 
saying that one player makes a team but Callum McGregor is the real driving force of that Celtic team and I always it's an area of the pitch where I always look at because I played there myself and I look at Callum McGregor at Celtic and Steve Davis at Rangers um, when you miss players of that quality you're going to suffer you're going to suffer and do I think Celtic have got somebody to replace Callum McGregor in there for what he's done at the club over the years um, no I don't at Rangers Ryan Jack but Ryan Jack's obviously been suffering with yep. injury we don't know when Ryan Jack's going to be back but that that will be a concern because he's a massive player Callum McGregor and it's the first time I've, I've think back I don't remember Callum McGregor ever been injured no, no Mark he's so consistent know. isn't he he's been brilliant yeah. Uh, yeah. is he the best player so far for Celtic this season yeah, alongside Kyogo yeah I mean well there you are and two best players missing yep. uh, mm-hmm. last night away from home in Europe yep. open game Europa League section I think I've praised him in this programme many times I think Callum McGregor has really you know nobody mentions Scott Brown anymore nobody mentions the leader because he has just taken that role naturally he's just progressed into it beautifully always says Mark always says I I wanted more of me when we spoke about it last year I I felt sometimes in games that you could get even more Mm -hmm. out of him but I think we're getting this responsibility now of the captain's armband he now needs to go and drive that team on and I think it's I think it's to come up a level if I'm being honest with you I thought uh, I thought his best game of the season actually was in Austria for Scotland I thought he was outstanding mm. that night and you could see why Steve Clark rested him on the Saturday night uh, against Moldova Ham he was saving him and he's he given a lot him. for Scotland oh, hasn't he's been, he? been brilliant yep. he's been absolutely brilliant scored the goal at the Euros as well so I think in terms of the captain's role he was a big big miss last night Declan not just Kyogo but probably I would say McGregor was a bigger miss um, last night and that, that tells you all you need to know about the role that he does at Celtic and how important he is to the football club it's an important position on the mm-hmm. team as well that anchor in midfield that guy who dictates the pace of the game the guy who leads for the front as I said look, Callum McGregor uh, does it for Celtic and Steve Davis does that role for Rangers brilliantly Declan can I ask you Craig who was on earlier the Rangers fans said that you know Real Betis not that great so what if Celtic got back to Seville because that's where the final is this year isn't it would you rather win the Europa League and the 20 million that comes with it or win the title the cinch premiership I think I've got to say the title because if we win the title we've got automatic qualification into the Champions League group stages same if you I win know that same, same with Europa yeah, Declan so that's yeah. a good answer well done but we're not accepting it I'll put you back in the spot Europe the second tournament or the title from Rangers we kind of know the answer uh, I've, I've got to say the title you'd get a ribbon from your pals wouldn't you if you said uh, otherwise can you do both? Or are we just are we on something here? Is it? Oh, it's just we'll I mean, take it one step at a time. Yeah, because there's some uh, huge teams in the Europa League. Right, uh, prediction then for Sunday: Livingston against Celtic. It's a it's a bogey ground for you. I think now we will get a win. I've I've got a bit of confidence going into the into the game because you know, albeit we got we got beat last night, but I think there was positive sparks as well as you know the disappointment. You know, Jota looked bright. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rogic looked quite good, I thought, until you know he hits that point where it's just kind of moping around the pitch. Yeah, um, but <laughs> good, I do think we'll break the duck now. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I think we will break. break okay, the duck, you uh, think they're going to win on Sunday? Good yep. call. Thanks very much. Thanks for calling. The Go Radio Football Show. Download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from five. Barry Ferguson spends his Friday evenings 
with the Go Radio Football Show with Mark Guidi, Paul Cooney and getting ready for tomorrow where we've got Aberdeen against St Johnson some great matches tomorrow Hibs against St Mirren Ross County against Hearts and Barry your own game in the first division you're at Montrose Montrose against Alloa yeah up to Lynx Park a long journey for us um, did you ever play there? no but no. I've managed there a few times um, AstroTurf pitch always made welcome if I'm being honest with yeah, you good. Um, yeah, the, with the with the board of directors up there so no, looking forward to it we need to get back to winning ways we're a bit inconsistent which is quite frustrating um, but I'm in the same boat as a lot of managers you're missing players through Covid situations through in- injuries illnesses but that's part and parcel of the game you kind of use that as an excuse you just got to go on with it and try and get the three points yeah, I think as well probably a lot of supporters are, are, are missing not missing but they've got to realise as well in terms of when they start to be critical of teams or managers or players that okay supporters are allowed back into the ground we get that and it's brilliant but it's not changed behind the scenes you're still oh, walking in eggshells mm-hmm. with Covid and okay yeah fans are in and that's great but I think supporters just a wee bit more understanding that day to day for a football club whether you're full time or part time it's still a minefield you're still walking in eggshells every day you're 100% right Matt we're still when at home games we're still in three separate dressing rooms um, which is no ideal you can't do a proper team talk um, and you can't get the guys together for just a bit of spirit a bit mm. of team spirit they're all split up so I need to continually change the dress rooms so they're in different dress rooms all, can they all hear the you can the opposition hear you sometimes if it's different dressing rooms yeah they would have heard me on Tuesday not yeah. happy no no, I'm never happy I want to win of course. Um, yep. just disappointed with the, the first half performance um, get a a bit of response in the second half but it's not enough. You need to do that when the first whistle goes at the start of the game. Um, but look, Mark's right. The COVID situation doesn't help you. We've still got to get two buses um, tomorrow. So everybody's split up again. So you need to put half the staff, half the players in one bus. And obviously half the staff and the rest of the players in another bus. When normally in a, a long trip, which is going to take just over two hours, you like to be beside your, your staff and all the players together having a laugh and a joke with each other. So it's no ideal. Get the jokes in before the games. That's yeah. the tactic with some teams. Not Alwa last weekend, good win against Falkirk. Mark Barry did say he was made welcome at Lynx Park, and why wouldn't he be? Which is what I was always going to quip. But of course, uh, Sutton and Lennon, Chris Sutton, Neil Lennon, not track. Was it trackside at BT uh, for BT at Ibrox last night? I see it's in all the papers. It's on the socials. Don't know the ins and outs of it, but it is a pity if. Uh, if they're not in, in the Rangers ground, I don't know what the mitigating circumstances were. It was maybe going to be trackside and I'm not sure that you'd have your rivals, former rivals, two great players, former manager, trackside. I'm not sure. But interesting to hear from Rangers. But it's not the kind of headlines. I heard them talking about it down south this morning as well. Yeah. It's not a great look for us, is it? No, it's, it's been all over um, in terms of what happened last night um, for, for Neil Lennon and uh, and Chris Sutton. No, it's not great. I mean, Rangers will, will, will have their, their, their reasons yeah. um, for, for doing it. And whatever those reasons are, you, you would have to to respect them. But you know, just in general terms, um, you know, if, if when you can't get um, uh, what's pundits, yeah. you know, co-commentators, sure. pundits, studio guests, if you can't get them into the grounds, and that you know, for whatever reason, and I'm not a hundred percent sure what the reason. Are, I don't, I don't know if there's been, you know, a full explanation um, from Rangers. But when you look down the road, you know, Gary Neville goes to Anfield, Jamie Carricker. Mm. Yep. goes to, to Old Trafford and, and different places then um, you know again I think it's just another sign Paul that we've, there's a lot of improvement required 
yeah. um, in Scotland a lot of improvement well, required. I did. that was my reaction and then I, I, I someone said you're not sending me to <laughs> <laughs> see somebody said it was trackside and I kind of get that if you were going to be trackside for a, a couple of hours but if they're uh, in a studio yeah. I don't see there exactly. being any yeah. listen there's always going to be a bit of banter you don't mind that sure having a, a wee pop at each other but as long as it doesn't go over the top and I'm sure if you ask any ex-Rangers player or Celtic player they wouldn't mind that um, but it's always a small minority that let it down yep. the vast majority of fans would have a had a, have a friendly oh, go yeah. at them which is natural I don't mind that yeah. I have a, a good banter with Celtic fans when it's friendly well, you had some banter no with those two didn't you battles with the two of them yeah, there's, yeah there's no issues for me but when it's just that small minority it do let it down unfortunately 08, 08, 17, 17, 700, looking forward. What did you think of last night? Rangers fans, 2-0 against Leon. Uh, disappointing. The track record has been great. That's the first game they've lost in Europa League in the group stages, Mark, uh, under Steven Gerrard, isn't it? He's got a great home record uh, in Europa League. This was his assessment of the result and the game. I felt last night that we took huge strides. I thought we, at times, looked a good team. We were more than a match for Leon. OK, they got the both goals, one each half, coming off the back of our two mistakes, if you like. I didn't see that gulf and I did feel like we were competitive. I do see Leon on a similar level to, to a Leverkusen, you know, two Champions League team who've gone to the latter stages of the Champions League in the last three, four years. So I didn't, I don't feel the same this morning as I did after Leverkusen. So for me, that's progress. But at the end of the day, we lost 2-0. We're at Rangers. We need to react and bounce back at the weekend. That's my fair assessment of the game. Fair assessment? Yeah, well, they never get trampled over the top, eh? Um, I wouldn't say that Leon came here and dictated the full 90 minutes um, they've still got to go up a notch or two Rangers because um, I says at the start of the programme Leon are a very good team they're a Champions League team they've got top players but Rangers have got real good players as well um, so it was a good test from last night the mistakes obviously getting um, Ryan Kent getting caught in the middle of the park for the first goal but it's a wonder goal the, the guy what a finish it is for the guy I mean that, that's what top players when you make that mistake at that level you get punished for it and that's what happened even when the second goal Ryan Kent does brilliantly to get back in where he should just put his foot through it and had it in Rosetta up the pitch yep. and then again they go and I, I thought Rangers could have defended a bit better um, after Ryan Kent made that mistake for the second goal but listen when you make mistakes against top class teams you get punished Ryan Kent injured last night here's the latest from the manager on that injury Ryan had a rest in the international break and has come back he trained well in the week I don't think he's been carrying any problem that's got worse I think this is just an isolated incident you can see clearly that he's pulled up with something hopefully it's not as bad you know as it looked the good thing is you know in, in the next few weeks if it is a hamstring injury that might be three to four weeks that which they normally are we obviously got an international break in that period to try and get him ready, but I think he'll definitely be missing for a few weeks if the doctor's prediction's right. Mark, you were saying earlier he hasn't hit the heights that he did last season, but he's still such a, a threat and such a terrific player. Oh yeah, but when, when, when he wants to turn it on, when he, yeah. you know, he's more than capable of being a, a match winner um, for Rangers. So yeah, it's, it's a blow that he's not going to be available. Um, you know, Stephen Gerrard said if, it, if he's back again, and time for coming out in the next international break in the middle of October, then you know that would be good news um, for Rangers. And and moving forward, um, Paul, you know I think it'll be interesting for me to see Fallon McGregor's in goals on Sunday mm -hmm. uh, against Motherwell because they've been yeah, kind of chopping, changing, sure. almost like a game um, about. And I'd, 
I'd actually love to know I don't know if Stephen Gerrard's ever been questioned on it has he, has. He, has he said it? yesterday before the game that he had a few niggles and that's why Al McGregor said he right, had. Okay, and well, that's why he rested him at the weekend right, well, hopefully yep. he's, he's, he's over that because it's been happening for a few weeks it wasn't just yep. last weekend so um, I just want to see you know for a goalkeeper Alan McGregor um, just playing because he's a match winner you know, he's a match winner for, for Rangers and when they haven't found their full flow and their full rhythm with the 10 outfield players for a variety of reasons this season then it's even more important to have your number one goalkeeper um, in the goal with his eye in 100% so yeah, I hope those niggles are over John McLaughlin's a very capable number two Robbie McCrory very capable number three but Alan McGregor is the best goalkeeper at Rangers by a distance Well we talk about the three games tomorrow then just before the news mm-hmm. uh, what about Ross County Hearts Hearts would they be disappointed just to draw last weekend I see there's a bit of a furor in, Yeah there's in a wee bit of biting yeah. at each other which listen I, I quite enjoy oh, yeah. Yeah, they're two yeah. rivals you, you fully expect that um, I really enjoyed the game last week mm-hmm. I've got to be yep. honest with you um, I was glued to it for the 90 odd minutes that it was on um, a real proper derby mm-hmm. I was impressed with, with both the teams to be fair um, and Hearts I'll be desperate to keep the run up. Um, I see Big Lee's saying that yep. he's got Celtic and, and Rangers in their sights. So they need to go to places like Dingwall and make sure they come away with three points if they want to try and um, get at either Celtic or Rangers. Yep, the row is Jack Ross has blasted back after uh, Robbie Nielsen was apparently saying that Hibs celebrated the draw as if it was a win so it's a uh, good old fashioned blast the storm in an Edinburgh teacup <laughs> there'll be no tea in it um, what do you think Ross County or Hibs Hearts hey, Ross County I think roughly for about an hour um, survived yep. very well against Celtic Celtic Park created a couple of good chances yep. probably Malcolm Kai would disappoint he didn't score at least one goal Hearts last week could have had three or four goals had it not been for Matt Macy he was terrific um, but I think Hearts will win that That's game going to win. Hibs yeah. against St Mirren then you're going for the, the home win although Jim Goodwin's side would love to pick up a point at least Need yeah a win. you know, want to get that first win of the season St Mirren yep. uh, in the league but yeah I think Hibs will be too strong Barry Hibs. yeah Hibs for me Hibs will yeah. be um, too good for St Mirren and Aberdeen against St Johnson that's a that's a really a tie of the day it is tired and I'm going to go for a surprise here. I think St Johnson will go up there and win. Their first win of the season yes. in, in the league. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you reckon? Against, Don't uh, ask me why I think No, that. you do. You <laughs> feel in your bones. Yeah, yeah. I, I just get a feeling there when you were going through the, yeah. the games. I think Sometimes St Johnson will go there. Mm-hmm. It might be a surprise to some people, but no me. Your brother will be listening and he'll be raging if yeah, young Lewis is not going to get the win bonus. What do you think, Mark Guidi? Yeah, I think Aberdeen might be a wee bit nervy in front of their own fans. St Johnson, really good performance against Rangers last week, even though they lost... Uh, St Johnson looking for the first league win of the season Aberdeen no wins in six yeah. I agree with Barry I think St Johnson are going to go there and win the game I think we'll ask you more about that in the second hour because a huge club they would want to be third in the league and at the moment they're on that run news next and then we're back with Barry Mike, Mark and Paul The Go Radio Football Show Download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from five For Rangers Ryan Kent is out injured we heard from Stephen Gerrard waiting on a scan result it could be three to four weeks out and Morellis, what's happening there is just not sparking this season. Rangers fans, what do you think? 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. So with the results last night, the coefficient will be hampered by that and we still want it to be as high as possible. Lee McCulloch at heart says they've got Celtic and Rangers in their sights. 
Is he havering the former Rangers and Kilmarnock star, your friend there, you're just smiling? Or has he got a point to make? Hearts then, are they the third force in Scottish football? Because Aberdeen, six games without a win, and tomorrow they face St. Johnson. I feel you want to come in there. I think a big man's got to say that. Yeah. I think the Hearts fans would be looking at him if he didn't say something like that. Um, look, it's a big ass for me, Celtic and Rangers are always going to be fighting it out and then I think it's a fight for third place between Hearts, Hibs and Aberdeen if I'm being brutally honest. Neil Doncaster calls for a light touch approach with the vaccine passports and Mark, we can understand that. Covid is out there. We know it is. Paul, I hope you're on the mend. But how can we sample 50,000 people at Ibrox next week or at Celtic Park? We, we can't, Paul, I don't think. I mean, I, I don't know the, the, the full mechanics of it all, but, you know, we can. It's a difficult situation. We, we were talking about it 15 minutes um, ago. There's no perfect solution. We just need to find a way of getting fans into the stadium as many as possible, but also yeah. safeguarding as many people as we can. That's, that's not an easy thing to do. We know that. But we need to try uh, our best and we need leadership. We need leadership from um, the government and from uh, our own uh, football authorities. But just to go back, 90 seconds, yeah. ages since I've heard that word, was Big Jack, was he havering? Was he havering? But just on that, yeah. I think real credit to Robbie, to Robbie Nielsen and his staff and his players because um, they were under pressure into this new season. You look at what happened after the Brorer Cup tie, uh, they even won the league. Shaky nail. Yeah, there was certain number of Hearts fans that just weren't happy mm. regardless of that or style of football whatever but um, you know they've still got a long way to go but I think the way they've started the season they beat Celtic in the opening day um, then you know I think it's credit to Robbie Nielsen um, and his staff for the way they've just kept focused they've stayed measured you know, they don't get carried away they're not allowed the pressure um, to get on top of them and, and, and for that I think that's terrific See there was some trouble last night in Leicester the ultras of Napoli mm. uh, disgracing themselves there in Leicester and they're saying to the fans don't go over to that great city of Naples but stay away from it I see also we're just talking there Barry uh, during the break about Pep Guardiola having a pop at the fans who and he's saying to them look Champions League night let's fill this place and I think the fans are coming back and saying yeah but it's really expensive there's so many different games it's a tough one yeah, they're having a wee bit of a, a, a ding dong. I can see for both points. Look, as a manager, you want you want your stadium full and, and the fans getting behind it. But on a on a hand, it's a night game. People are working. They've got kids. What do they do with their, their kids? Do they take their kids to the game if they don't want to go to the game? They need to get babysitters, etc., etc. So look, I can see it for both points. Um, but I enjoyed the argument it was good it was a full house at Ibrox last night so there's no excuses there there's 50,000 mm -hmm. there's you know 60,000 at Celtic in European nights Has, have people got a point that the Manchester City fans they, they weren't a huge club they are now because they've got the Qatari wealth behind them but maybe he's got a point the fans maybe they don't quite recognise how important the Champions League is Champions League football is the, the the pinnacle it's the the best um Best platform to go and play your football. Is that the pinnacle of your career? Yeah, like you, yeah. you couldn't be that means to standing and listen to that tune for fifteen seconds. Um, play mm. when you're lining up. Um, here's in the back of your neck stuff. It was it's brilliant. You're coming up against the best teams, the best players, the best managers, and that's what you want as a footballer. Mark, it's everything, isn't it? I mean, Champions League yeah. is where the money is. You know, yeah. the internationals we love and all the rest of it. Look, the Glasgow station here. Yeah. People love their clubs and the Partick Thistles, the Clyde's Queen's Park as well, Rangers, yeah. Celtic. Um, and to be in the Champions League is where those two great clubs want to be. Oh, they, 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 they want to be. And you know, I can remember New World too, Paul. You know, it was 
only 13, 14 years ago Celtic and Rangers won it I think it was yourselves under uh, Big Alec and, and, and Celtic under Gordon Strachan yep. both in the Champions League you know you think you know, every other week we had a Champions League night in Glasgow yep. um, and it was brilliant now, now you look at it I think Celtic two years out of the last eight really really poor and for Rangers for, for, for different reasons you know no been in it in what 10, 11 years um, so you know it needs to be better and getting the 25 you know you said God you think you know that 14, 13, 14 years ago I'm talking about it was, it was a 10 million jackpot remember yeah, sure. was going, and now yep. the last couple of years for Celtic mm. when they were getting in it under Brendan Rodgers it was a 25 million That's jackpot right, yeah. now it's a 40 million mm. jackpot yep. so you look, you look at the money and um, they've not been close to it and they should have been more you know when you look at some of the teams that Celtic have been knocked out by you know Maribor <laughs> and Ferenc Varos you look at Rangers um, as well they should have been so much more uh, ready you look at the circumstances of, of Malmo being down to 10 men and things like that it was there for the taking it was there for Rangers this summer uh, and they didn't manage to do it but um, the sooner we get the Champions League back the better but um, one thing I would disagree with Stephen Gerrard he says well, maybe we're not ready for the Champions League after that Malmo game do you know what Celtic Rangers will never be ready for the Champions League Paul they're yeah. never going to beat PSG in Liverpool and Barcelona they're never going to beat them that, that, that's fine I think we all accept that but you still want to get there mm. you still want to get there and go and try your best in that tournament look at Ajax for example you know they don't earn that much more money TV wise than we do in Scotland there's a bit more but they're not like the German league it's not like the French league or, or the Spanish uh, so why is there the gulf between us I think I completely agree you know this time last week we were talking about the exit of the Celtic CEO Celtic got, what, 28 million, was that four years ago, in the Champions League when Rangers were nowhere near it. So Rangers' revenue that year was tiny compared to Celtic. What is happening at Celtic, Mark? We broke the story that Don Mackay was leaving. I see there's a big piece in the Herald today. Celtic board need to present future vision. Who's running the club? What's happening? And I think my point in this is, we don't care about the politics of it. Where's the plan for Celtic to get to the Champions League? Because sometimes it is embarrassing some of the performances you mentioned against teams that they should have been be- beating. And they're paying the money for it. You know, the wage bill at Celtic has been huge. Well, I think, Paul, you need to really, you know, this is not about um, just come back to last Friday night. I think probably October, definitely by November, we could all see that Celtic were in trouble on the pat and off the pat. It wasn't happening. Celtic supporters made clear uh, how unhappy uh, they were, and we could all see that. So, this is about the past 10 months. What on earth has been going on? Where is the plan? Where is the vision? Where is the freshness in the boardroom? There needs to be freshness. Absolutely needs to be freshness. Now, you know, since last Friday night, you know, basically the you know believed to be to be uh, to be briefings, um, you know, quietly. Uh, been that basically Don McKay wasn't up to it. Yeah, for a number of reasons, he just wasn't up. Do you believe to, that to, to the job? Um, there could be know. certain aspects yeah but because when you think about it he's never worked in football and um, can you can you make that assertion after 10 weeks in one transfer window when you're bringing in a manager you've got a whole new rebuild um, you're working with people on a board you're working with a chairman and a board that have been there for 10, 12, 15 years under Peter Lowell so they've been used to one way and then you're maybe asking for change the frustration supposedly in Don McKay's side was he wanted to modernise it he wanted to bring it up to date. He wanted to make change. Now, whether the changes that he asked for were any good or not, I don't know, Paul, mm. but, but maybe he asked for one or two big things to happen in a structural level and he wasn't giving them. Then Gordon Strachan appears, um, who's full-time with Dundee, but then appears in a part-time role with Celtic to look at an academy in the women's team. If you're going to bring Gordon Strachan in mm. 
then give him a remit that's wider and maybe that's just for the public consumption that's his remit I don't know but when you just look at different things um, at Celtic it's not a good look what happened last Friday night and if Don McKay wasn't up to it then what does that say about the people who appointed him in the first place was there due diligence John was there five or six people interviewed for such a, a massive role in football I don't know but it looks like I pointed it out last Friday night Paul when I read the statement eh, quickly the key line for me and it's been highlighted elsewhere now was from Ian Bankier the the, the chairman and um, uh, and we don't hear from Ian Bankier um, often but it was uh, Michael Nicholson's an absolute team player mm. and that to me that looked like a thinly veiled dig mm. at, uh, at uh, Don McKay but Don McKay's gone now and it's mm. what Celtic do moving forward yeah. I suspect they want to give it to Michael Nicholson but does Michael Nicholson mm want it we don't know because I've not heard anything from Celtic at boardroom level um, since last Friday night and that was a statement was put out Barry what do you think looking at Rangers then so we're now what seven weeks into the season or whatever I know there's what five games in the league but we've had League Cup games and European games what's your sense with Steven Gerrard in season two just now the team they don't have the rhythm they did have there's a kind of bounce missing at the moment I would say there's a frustration yeah isn't there the, the, what you can see that in his interviews he's clearly frustrated because if you look at the squad he kept all the key players mm. nobody left for me he strengthened um, Lindstrom Sakala yeah. um, yeah. still to see what they can do another but, yeah. one or two came in so th there's a clear frustration mm. and he's he's probably scratching his head to see how he can get them back on on top form but in terms of the Champions I thought it was um, it was a missed opportunity this year Malmo. Yeah. No, look, Malmo had some good players, mm. but Malmo ain't a Leon. No. For me, Rangers have got enough in the locker to, to beat a Malmo and, and try and progress to get to the next level to try and get into that group stage. Um, so I think it was a, an opportunity match. But in terms of Rangers, they need to get back to the kind of form if they want to go and, and retain the title and they want to go and try and win the League Cup, if they mm. want to go and try and win the Scottish Cup, the, the players need to find a way and it's not only the manager that can do that the players mm. have got a responsibility to that as well of course um, so you can tell he's frustrated with his interviews um, and the only way you can do that is work on the training ground have a chat with each other but it just can't only come for the manager and the coaching staff it's got to come within the pride the players yep uh, but I think on Sunday when they unveil the flag yep. and they see the reaction of the fans and what it meant to them surely that's a kick start mm. for them to say Look at the joy we brought these fans. Look what it means to them winning a trophy, taking it off Celtic, who have been so dominant over the years. Mm -hmm. So I think Sunday could be a critical stage where mm -hmm. the players look at it and think, wow, mm -hmm. look at the joy we brought these these guys. Um, that's a real driving force for them. When we talked about Morelos earlier and we were thinking about, you know, he'd like to be at other clubs. And we, you know, we're, we're not damning somebody for that. That happens. Yeah. Edward. But Celtic should have got rid of Edward. People thought I was crazy when I said last August when they went out of the Champions League, Edward, let him go now. Oh no, he's got two years to go. He wasn't interested really, was he? He didn't appear to be. And for Rangers, have they got the hunger of the players? So they've done it once. It was great chasing Celtic and they demolished Celtic by 25 points last season. You wonder, Mark, looking at it, have they got that hunger? And Steven Gerrard, what a name in European football. But eventually, do people hear it? Are they listening to him? Why are they not responding? Yeah, they've not been, they've not hit the heights of, of last season. I tend to agree with Barry's football. Well, it should be the case that if the Rangers players or management were in any doubt about what it means, that Sunday will be a reminder because 
the the hard work, the labour that they put in for the previous ten months, they'll, they'll they'll see that reward on Sunday afternoon, and then they've got to go onto the pitch and go again and start. It's always like the season starts. Now they're, they're back on the top of the league. They've not played overly well. I don't think. I think they've been a good bit off it in a number of games for different reasons, but they're still top of the league. So that's got to show that let's go and do it. Sunday could be a kickstart for them. If it's not, Rangers don't go out and, and, and go and put in a performance and, and the great suspect to Motherwell win by a couple of goals. Then you've got to say, right, hold on, is there more to it? You know, what's going on? Why are you not playing to that level? Why are you not playing to that level? There's too many of them not 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 clicking. Um, but it's going to be an opportunity for one or two. If Ryan Kent's not playing, Alfredo Morelos might not be playing. So there's an opportunity there for whether it be a Sakala or whoever it may be, uh, a Lundstrom to actually go and show that they are worthy, that they are ready to come to Rangers and play a part in being a title-winning player. And Rangers players have got to go and show that uh, on Sunday. They are ready to cope with it. They are ready to retain it. Because Celtic, I don't think Paul got enough credit. When you think about it, you take a wee step back and you say it out loud, 12 trophies in a row. When you think about that, it's an, an incredible hmm? achievement. So now Rangers have got to go and show, yeah, never mind 12 or never mind winning cup, just to win the league again. We are ready to do it. We've got the skill to do it. And more importantly, we've got the mentality to go out and do it to show that we are the best and we are going to drive onto the title again. I've showed a few signs over the last three weeks. Like take international break into consideration. Celtic game weren't great in the first half for me. Celtic dominated. They come out second half, you get a, res- a response. And it, for me, apart from the last 10 minutes when yeah. uh, Kyogo went through the middle, mm. put up. Rangers under a bit of pressure but they got the three points now there was all the talk about can they play under pressure we are packed high Brooks well they dealt with that they went up to for me one of the most difficult places to go in the last year to get a win Mm. McDermott Park you go a goal down they show a bit of Mm. character so there is signs there but they're still no hit the heights of what they did last year now this is a great thing I think the manager will be thinking to himself right you'll see what this place is like on Sunday Mm. You take a step back and think, right, what are my players going to give me today? And I fully expect Rangers to go out and steamroll their model. They should. Because that will then let them know what size of club it is, what it means to the fans. Because they've been starved. Because Celtic have been that good and that dominant. To win one title, what it means to people. And that's the hunger and desire you need. It points to a great domestic season, doesn't it? You know, yeah. We talked about Hearts earlier on. Hibs, Aberdeen if they come good. Um, St Johnson and Rangers and Celtic. have that another bit with yeah. Celtic won a trophy yep. they wanted the next one they wanted the next mm. one after that and the next one after that that's what you've got to be you've got to be hungry for trophies mm-hmm. you got one last year I want I want three this year How that's got to be the self-motivated inside you that's what you want you must have huge admiration for them to churn it out tournament after tournament for four years it is incredible what they did there and I that's don't think it'll be done again never again probably not no no, no chance <laughs> he's just looked at me and said don't be no. daft yeah I, 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 no I would even think yeah. listen I can see another team winning a treble for sure mm. but even back to back trebles when you think about it nah I don't yeah. think that would it's the hardest thing in football Matt yeah. see to win mm-hmm. but to continue Aye. consistency to do it that's what Rangers need to now come to and realise what the pressure's the pressure's on it's how you deal with that pressure Great that's what you want as a mm. footballer you love it don't you you play football yeah. to what to win to win yep when you play at a club at that size I thought yeah, I was going to say to your 35 I thought I didn't like right, that way. it's going to be a brilliant <laughs> yeah. season and yeah. we've got league cup quarter yeah. finals this midweek we've got a league cup final December the 20th this year 
So you always well, have a chance. Well, get this in my diary. What dates are these? Sunday, yep. December the 20th is the League right. Cup final. So it's a chance, you know, crazy early day, doors. It? Yeah, it's right. early doors to go and win. Early. That's when uh, they did the Scottish Cup last year, remember, right, from yeah. the season before. So the 20th of... 20th that, of December, Sunday afternoon. He'll be uh, normally Christmas shopping by that time, will he not? Yeah. <laughs> about the panto. <laughs> At the panto, <laughs> indeed. That's Christmas Eve. Cinderella. Oh, no, it's not. Cinderella. <laughs> go Radio Football Show. The Go Radio Football Show. Download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from five. Go Radio Football Show. The weekend. Looking forward to the weekend. The the, uh, the games. Yeah, yep. it's a good. I think it's a good card, Paul. You look at tomorrow. Aberdeen St John's, as you said, game of the day. Hibs St Mirren. Ross County Hearts and then on Sunday of course it's a, the, the Dundee Derby at Tannadice uh, aye, Jim aye. McLean getting his statue unveiled as well um, before the who's the unveiling to, um, I don't know who's I don't know who's yeah. doing it actually uh-huh. um, yeah. but the statue the still a promise there yeah. and um, and of course you've got the unveiling of the flag at Ibrox Rangers against Mullow and then a tricky one on paper certainly for, for Livingston um, playing against uh, Celtic so I think six really interesting ties off the back of the two big matches last night Celtic losing 4-3 in Seville what was it 88 degrees Rangers losing 2-0 and it was about 18 degrees at Ibrox what an atmosphere but it, it just it didn't happen but it was against Leon, so we know they're up against a, a league outside league and I can't really say that that's no. terrible do you not think the divisions have got terrible names why do we go back to Premiership up here in England it's Premier League and uh, League Earn so it's League One there I don't know why I started that one here I'm being rescued because here is the women's team for the World Cup Scotland against Hungary tonight in Hungary it's just coming in the Scotland team Lee Alexander in goals of course Rachel McLaughlin Nicola Doherty the skipper Rachel Corsi who joined us a few months ago Jen Beatty, Lisa Robertson Christy Grimshaw Jane Ross Christy Hansen Claire Emsley and of course Erin Cuthbert Joe Henry reckons uh, we could score a couple of goals tonight Barry what do you think we're up against Hungary in the World Cup the qualifying yeah, we've got to win the game. Yep. You've got to be positive. Um look, women's football's on the up up certainly up in Scotland. Um so I was on we were on with Jen Beatty. We were. Yeah. She was great, wasn't yeah, she? she yeah, she was very good. Yeah. Very good new newer football inside out. So hopefully they can get that vital win tonight. And uh, her yeah. brother's on all the ads, isn't he, for the academy yeah, at the moment? Yeah, yeah. Been them, yeah. Um, good, uh, I, I, listen, some great Household names in there, uh, Paul, Corsi, BT, Ross, Cuthbert, all quality players, Alexander as well. In goals, 2023 Women's World Cup, you know, we, we all remember France um, when, when Scotland uh, got there and that, pff, that game against Argentina, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll never um, forget it. So let's hope this is the start of a journey that takes uh, the women's national team to uh, another um, World the, Cup There's finals. a great pick of Erin Cuthbert scoring for Scotland Joe reckon she's going to score tonight and of course they've got Faroe Islands as you mentioned at Hamden I think Tuesday night so early next week 0808 17 17 700 a lot of people saying they loved that discussion you had about what's happening at Celtic what's happening at Rangers and where's the ambition in the Champions League yeah we're not an, you know, we're not the top English sides or Wait, see, see when we qualified yep. did we were we have, we were being honest with ourselves were we going to get out of the group you were coming up against top quality teams but that's mm. where you wanted to be just getting in the group was a brilliant achievement yeah. then coming up against Barcelona's yeah. Inter Milan's Bayern Munich Man United aye, teams like that that's what you want to do you want yeah. to go and pit your wits against not just the best teams but the best players how gutted were you when you didn't get out of the group stage yeah devastated because you, you always believe certainly home games with the fans behind you no matter if you're playing a top team you knew that if you could get in about them and, and rustle them up a wee bit 
and really frustrate them you, you were in with a chance and a lot of people wrote us off a number of times when the big uh, clubs came calling and we got some brilliant results and the players you played alongside were top class as well because there was more money in the Scottish game at that time for Rangers and Celtic yeah yeah, yeah, there was obviously big transfer fees getting mm. paid. I mean, if I go back away, late 90s, early 2000s, mm. guys like Van Bronckers, Arthur Newman, Claudia Arena, yeah. Ronald De Boer, Michael Moles, guys like that, Craig Moore, mm. who's on go. Um, he was great yep. mm -hmm. I mean, you're talking about top players and then you go through the the Celtic players, Petrov, mm. Lennon, Alan Thompson, Bobo Baldy, Sutton, Sutton, Larson. Hartson. And the man we heard last night in the commentary yeah. in BT Sport, he was on with us the other yeah, night. I heard Big him. John, I, did you hear him? I, I, yeah, yeah, I was watching the highlights and I heard them in the background um, yeah. cheering when, when Celtic <laughs> scored a goal. Uh, but listen, the players back then, if you think about it, were, were top-notch. They were. They were brilliant players. I, I was just buzzing playing with guys at that yeah. back. You were going to all-term games 20 years ago. And we, you're right, we know it. When we, when we were covering the games, Paul, and you got the team sheets in, mm -hmm. and you know you think, oh, no, Ronald De Boer, Ronald De Boer was yeah. signed for Barcelona, yeah. not back Man United, mm -hmm. they come and sign for Rangers. Mm -hmm. Chris Sutton came for Chelsea, Chelsea. Yep. not back Middlesbrough, mm -hmm. who were a top team at that mm -hmm. time and paying big money, yep. not back Legion United, they to come and sign for Celtic. Neil Lennon coming to sign, you know, for Celtic. Yeah, from Leicester, yep. Michael Moles mm -hmm. coming to, to, to Rangers, you know, Andre Kanchelskis. Coming from Fiorentina, was it maybe? Oh, I think that time or, 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 or Andre Flo, twelve Andre Flo for Chelsea, and then no. it went wrong, didn't it? No, it did. listen, no. I always argue with people, but that's going going look at his his record. Was that unfair? Yeah, because everyone yep. did say that. Twelve. I, I think it was a price tag, but look at right. his goal record. Mm -hmm. His goal record is very decent. Um, it was just a bit strange for him coming up here. It was like you know, it's like a yeah. hundred mile an hour. Sure. It took him a bit of time to settle, but his goal record was was excellent, and you could see why he played at a team like Chelsea it took, he had fantastic ability it took Mark Hately a few seasons a couple of seasons to get the Scottish game as well and he'd come from what AC Milan then he'd been in Monaco I'm sure if yeah. you ask ex-Celtic players me being an ex-Rangers player guys who came for top teams it did take them time to settle mm. into the Scottish game European football was a bit different but the blood and thunder a bit different than Ibrox when you're at home you control games but seeing you go to places like Tynecastle, Easter Road mm. Fir Park there's, there's tight pitches you don't get much space players are into your faces so it takes players a bit of time to settle but you, you mentioned Matt Hately uh, the just playing six or six all day and it was Ali McCoy when we were talking who? McCoy when we were talking about McCoy's strikers and he says uh, <laughs> he's talking he just, about Mo Johnston yeah. and Mo Johnston signing for Rangers in, in 1989 summer 89 after um, thinking that he was going to Celtic that was and, a quiet one wasn't it yeah, there was much said about that and, yeah. Ali said that partnership um, of of Hately mm -hmm. and Johnson McCoy said he would say that Mo Johnson was in the top three strikers in the world at that point. He thought Mo Johnson, that's how good he was, it was in the top three strikers in the world at that point. You think his goals against France for Scotland as well, Italia 19 yeah. then of course. McCoy said, they said, I, Mo, Mo was in the, the top three strikers, but he was only the second best striker at the club. I'll <laughs> <laughs> be a quick one, yeah, just we were yeah. getting through, Mark mentioning players, Michael Moles. Mm -hmm. See, Michael Moles didn't suffer his cruciate ligament injury against Bayern Munich in Munich. I remember, yep. He would have went and played at a top team 
if not in England and Europe would he have gone to Man United good. I never knew yeah. Michael Moles mm-hmm. before he came we signed him few trick mm-hmm. £5 million pound. never knew anything about him he comes in shake his hand within 10-15 minutes of training I was like wow the, the stuff that he'd done oh he was wow. unbelievable and unbelievable. how did you feel about that then having a player of that calibre playing alongside you who was also no, an I, absolute top class you, yeah. you learn off them yeah. you know what I mean mm-hmm. um, just that just, he was he was um, brilliant what did you learn from him can you remember one thing that you thought about his control Michael Moles what was the thing that you remember that you thought um, just to pass him the ball mm-hmm. that was it you could pass him the ball at any stage in the game whether he had one guy up against him, two guys, three guys, he wanted the ball. In any kind of situation, it didn't it didn't matter to him. Um, but when he got that injury, he did suffer a wee bit. He, he was still a good player, but he wasn't at the level when he first came. Um, I don't know if you remember him, when he jumped over well, the top of can. I can. Yeah. Aye, yeah. It was brilliant. Yeah. It was... He was a hell of, I, 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 I thought he had a wonderful turn, Barry. Oh, he was just saying he's back to go and boom. You would fire the ball yeah. into him, he would hit it in the top of his foot and roll it and go the opposite way. I hadn't seen it before. Great to hear there about Michael Moles. It's the Go Radio Football Show, Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson, Mark Guidi. We're going in the lines. Let's hear first of all, though, from Ange Postacoglu. Uh, 4-3 defeat last night in Seville. It was the manner in which we played that gives me encouragement that we're on the right road. Because, again, I said before the game, we're trying to build a resilient group and there was we've had opportunities to make excuses about our circumstances. But, you know, tonight the players... Um, you know, we're intent on just playing our football against a good team, irrespective of the you know playing away from home. Um, you know, the absences we've got at the moment in terms of personnel, um, you know, all those kind of things uh, they put to one side and, and just wanted to play the football we want. Terry, Terry, a Celtic fan, is on the line. Good evening. Good evening, Paul. How are you doing? Good, thanks. Yourself. What do you think about the manager's comments there? How did you feel about last night? Oh, there's definitely a lot of positives to take from it, uh, but obviously just. Sometimes there's got to be a wee plan B, I think. Yeah, That's when, what my point's about. Yeah. On you go. Yeah, when you were two up, change it. Well, yeah. well, it's not so much change it, but there's got to be a wee bit more now. So there's, uh, I don't know about my quality opposition, but if you go two and a up, I don't mean shut up, shop, but there's just got to be... I mean, I thought Sean was hiding his luck. I thought maybe the manager had to be a wee bit ruthless and maybe take him off, because he could easily have been sent off. Mm-hmm. Uh and I, I know we're pleasing on the eye sometimes, but I don't want we're in danger of sometimes maybe going to turn into like the Aussie the Aussie Tony Mowbray. Now nice. We're gonna phone you back there, Terry. It did it, it was cutting out a wee bit. Yeah, it's uh it's a bit of a he's an enigma, isn't he? Last night, Mark, I don't know if you saw all of the game, but um, Sorrow looked as though he was gonna get sent off and they yeah. were playing on that on yeah. the early booking. And um Leanne and Craig Moore said Take him off, change yeah. him. Yeah, I, I thought that. Yeah, I thought he was very fortunate not to be to be sent off. You could see it's one of those you think, oh, quick, and you know, it's 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 a tough one for 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 the manager. But that said, you know, unless I'm mistaken, Paul, you've got five substitutions in European football mm-hmm. still, so there there is a time just to go and just say, look, it's not what the boy wants. It's not going to be great if he's going. But first of all, you're protecting the team, mm-hmm. and then you're also protecting uh, the lad. Now he might have thought, I don't really have anybody. It's good to get into that role, but James McCarthy came off the bench. So, you know, go for it. You know, why not put um, McCarthy um, in there, which um, eventually happened. But over the piece, just listening to to what uh, Terry, the caller, w- was saying there, I get it. But th- th- there are a lot of positive um, signs. But when you go two goals up 
away from home yes of course your style of play you want to entertain you want to attack but you've also got to be willing to adapt willing just to tweak your principles mm -hmm. to protect a lead and win a game of football and that's something that Ange Postecoglou and the team maybe just need to start looking at mm -hmm. um, a wee bit more if you get in that situation again don't blow it what a wonderful mm -hmm. position you've put yourself in defend your lead be Kick. resolute be strong defend for your lives and get to half time with that two goal lead intact yeah, he's back with us did they yeah, blow when it I, when I came back and I watched the highlights I, I knew the score before I, yeah. I watched the highlights but when Celtic went 2-0 up I, I sometimes think you've got to be respectful that you're away from home first mm. and foremost in Europe against Betis who are a, a decent team but sometimes you've got to become compact um, no so open just go after that get to half time 2 nothing up uh, readjust again have a chat with each other and go out and, and sometimes you've just got to try and protect that because if you're so open you're coming up against good players who can at any stage if you make a mistake kill you and that's what happened last night I thought Celtic the, the way that Postacoglu plays is open he's just wanting to go and it's waves of attack isn't it mm -hmm. attack attack sometimes you've got to be respectful when you go a couple of goals up bang people get in I'm not saying sit behind the ball and no. don't try and go forward but be a bit more compact and try and protect a 2-0 lead because if you do that you get mm -hmm. to half time then you can get Aye. them in for 10 minutes yeah. and then go yep. back out and maybe have a different plan of action and their fans might have got on their back yeah Terry, they would have yeah, 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 they they yeah. no Terry you're back on what else are you thinking uh, for Celtic under Ange? Uh, well, as I say there's a lot of positives there but and I think Ayeti's looking a far better player as well he's, he's shown a lot more but mm -hmm. uh, I think Welsh should maybe come in for Starfelt. I'm just mm -hmm. thinking maybe he's needing a wee couple of games out. Let Welsh go in beside Vickers. We talked about that in the first hour. You've paid four million for Starfelt, but Stephen Welsh hasn't let them down, and he's got better this year, Mark, than he was yeah, last year. Yeah, he, he, he has. Stopped. You know, he, he has looked apart. Um, but you know, Terry saying there, you know, maybe take him out a couple of games, and it might do him the good, more really good. For me, I, I would be the opposite. I just say, you've got to let him ride it. You've got to try and let him ride it and, and keep him going. Now, I'm not saying, you know, at the end of November, if it's still not the part that he's... But I think the now, as I said, thought, well, find a back four and stick with it. Stick with it. So whether that's Juranovic, Vickers, Starfield and Montgomery, whatever it may be, whatever Ange Postecoglou thinks is his back four, then just stick with it. There'll be mistakes. There won't be a clean sheet every week. But just believe in that back four and allow them to get to know each other, allow them to bed in together and if you've got a solid back four and Celtic have addressed the goalkeeping situation now so that's going to give them more than a decent chance every week and then the rest of the, the, the team because middle to front, Celtic are brilliant, absolutely yep. brilliant middle to front so we, we, we know what Celtic can do but it's a back line, it's keeping clean sheets, it's getting to know each other and that's going to take time because it's a whole new uh, back five, goalkeeper included. Terry, what do you feel for Livingston at the weekend? It's not been a happy hunting ground. It hasn't, but I think we're a totally we're a different team in regards to like playing football maybe on that surface. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. they they normally would come and kind of rough us up a bit, but I think maybe <laughs> we'll be we'll be able to play through them. Uh, yeah. So I'm I'm expecting a good performance again. Uh, hopefully, by the win this time. <laughs> Could you enjoy any of it last night? Obviously, the first whatever it was, fifteen twenty minutes when you were two up, but. I mean, he did say a nil-nil. Well, you know, he didn't say a 4-3 is better. Clearly, it's not better. But it's the kind of football he wants to play. And I'm interested in what you were saying about that kind of management. Well, I thought it was enjoyable. I obviously wanted the four goals going in, but in straight succession. But 
just watching that first 30 minutes, you're like, we're in total control of this game. And mm-hmm. obviously, before the game, and you knew our team was like, the injuries and whatnot, we thought, oh, we're going to get scudded tonight. But it didn't pan out that way. <laughs> well, ultimately, we still get beat. So yeah. that's what I was kind of saying. Like, yeah. I want to see yeah. winning football. There's no point in playing all this nice football and no, sure. no getting the win. That's a brilliant word. <laughs> Isn't it? Scudded. We've had some good ones tonight. Word. Terry, are you going to win the league? Can you win it? Will you win it? Why not? As I say, as long as we can keep in touch for December, January, when that window opens back up again, maybe add a couple of more. Because I think we're a bit short in midfield and up front for options. So, sure. yep. as I say, it's going to be interesting. I say, the Rangers don't seem to be firing on off cylinders compared to last year at the moment either. So I think both teams have still to actually find, now get themselves into mm-hmm. it. Both teams can go up a gear. I think anyway What's your predictions tomorrow uh, Sunday rather Rangers Motherwell What do you think Scoreline I think it might be 2-1 to Rangers 2-1 Rangers And Livy against Celtic 2-0 to Celtic Thanks Terry The Go Radio Football Show Download the Go Radio app To listen live Weeknights from 5 Go Radio Football Show Don't forget On Sunday morning it's going to be the Go Radio Business Show with Hunter and Hockey. And on the programme, 10.30 till 12, it's going to be from the top drawer. It's the top man, Jim McGonagall. Oh, will be joined. Yeah, Jim. I've been in the business for many, many years. Uh, Jim, great man, looked after a, a lot of people and um, knows his stuff. He does indeed. He'll be there. That's a place I know well. Yep. My wife likes going up there. The top, top drawer, drawer, does she? Yeah. Uh, so we'll That's look the forward. furniture place. Yes, eh? absolutely. Aye, yeah, yeah. Great stuff. So Jim McGonigal is on 10.30 to 12. Uh, do dining He's not on the way. Listen, <laughs> just you, I'll put you on later. <laughs> this, is, this is not a commercial. Not for you two. <laughs> Everyone's Hours and hours, days and days looking for a, looking for a day. I've got them to see Jim. Everyone is treated well there, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm so sure we can get a discount card there. Yep, we will indeed. And then from two till five on Sunday afternoon, we will be covering Dundee United Dundee. Well, not that one, it will be just about finished by then in the Derby. And then Rangers against Motherwell, Livingston against Celtic. Your official. No, I can't say that, kind of. We're not the official, but we're the voice of Glasgow and the West. We're looking forward to it on Sunday. And it's going to be Craig Moore and Davy Proven. Brilliant. Who will be with us on Sunday Good afternoon? Good double act. Top Paul, team. Just, just going back to 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 the core. I think it's a yeah. point. Just want to stress again because look beside we've got, we've got our, our top young manager yep. in the studio, and I think it's just important for everybody to realise what managers are up against, mm-hmm. and, and and managers need support. They need help. There's a fantastic LMA in England. We need something similar. LMA being got the, the League, League Managers, managers Association. Yep. Sir Alex is highly involved, David mm. Moyes and Infant, you know, Arsene Wenger, all, all different people. They've got mentors there for their young managers, right down the four divisions. Why have we not got it here? You know, we, we should have, Paul. And, you know, more than ever, young, because what we don't want is our young, good young managers all across our four divisions. Um, losing interest, getting so frustrated because of COVID, because of the restrictions, because they can't go about their jobs properly. And our managers, just like everybody in different walks of life, need support. Our managers, need support um, as well and there needs to be a, a, a greater level of understanding of what they're, they're up against day to day to try and get a team out onto the park and sometimes it's not always perfect for 90 minutes in a Saturday afternoon but for example you could be sitting the night and Barry could get a ping in his phone so and so's out because mm-hmm. he has to isolate it's happening up and down the country in every dressing room and every manager's office and we just need a wee bit of understanding and for our own 
Um, I've got a very kind of small league manager association. I don't know if it's still on the go. Um, Barry or not. Billy Brown was kind of heavily um, involved um, before. But we, we we need to give our managers support because we've got some young top Scottish coaches and we need to make sure that they get support and stay in the game. What's the country that produced Busby? Steen? Yeah. Waddle? Yeah. The three Ferguson? Yeah. Uh, and there's a great play, uh, the great film, uh, uh, The Three Kings. Yeah, of course. It it's brilliant. Yeah, magnificent. Yeah, it's brilliant. So um, we should, the game needs a shake up. But I take your yeah. point here, a wee bit of kindness as well, because yep. so many families, people are affected by COVID and it's affecting football as well. And maybe that's why Rangers are not actually sparking the way is. they were. Because you know, last season they were largely unaffected, Celtic were. And you know, Neil Lennon, it all went horribly wrong. Fine, thin margins in football, isn't it? Because you said earlier on, but you really got to compete. Doesn't matter who you're playing against, because it's eleven yeah. against eleven, and then you know your talent comes through. But you've got to compete. Well, seeing a Saturday, you you bump into managers. Obviously, before the game, you mm. you generally have a chat with them for five or ten minutes, and everybody's in the same situation. Mm. They've had the the Friday night or Saturday morning by eleven o'clock. Your test has got to win, and um, you could have picked a team. And then you lose, for instance, a couple of, in a couple of occasions I've lost two players each time, 11 o'clock. There's some managers that have lost four and five yeah. when you're trying to pick a team. So it's no, it's no ideal. Um, and it's it's the same for not just full-time clubs, but part-time clubs. Um, it's just a situation, man, and it is tough. Uh, is it lonely being a manager of a football club in the top flight? And on the top flight in Alawa, you know, wherever, been one of the yeah, top. Yeah, it can you know, be lonely on a Saturday night when you when uh, you lose, uh -huh. and then on the other hand, it can be a great Saturday night when, when you win. You've got to take the good with the bad, and that that when you enter becoming a manager, you know that's mm. that it's got its pitfalls. There's no no issue. I've got no issue with with people having a pop at me if, if my team are no winning. Um, and on the other hand, it's always good to get applaud applauded. Sorry, if your team are are winning and, and doing well, but. Like right across the board just now, it's difficult for every single club because you don't know for one day to the next day what's going to be happening in yep, terms of yep. the COVID situation. So do you agree with what Mark said? We should have a League Managers Association. Yeah, I, I, I know the Billy Brown yep. situation. Yep. Um, Bob Malcolm played under him, who's my assistant yep. at East Fife, mm -hmm. and he was up and running. I'm sure. I don't know how that's. Okay. That's but, but going. We should, Let's look into it. We should Alex have mentors. mentors to do it. Didn't yeah, they? Yeah. Alex now in the studio. It's a great Billy. point. We should yeah. have mentors for our managers. People they can just call up great. for a bit. Let's say yeah. Walter Smith was doing a lot of the Scottish managers um, down the road. Alan Evan, who was Davy Moyes' long term assistant for a long time, it's still um, at West Ham. They're given three or four coaches, managers to go and just pop in for a cup of tea or pick right. up the phone, go and join a session and. We need that because we've got good coaches, good managers here. Don't lose them in the game. Help them. Don't make them feel isolated. OK, we're going to look at the games uh, on Sunday. Celtic midfielder Luke O'Connell Luke has rejoined Queen's Park. He's gone on loan. Just some news there that's come in. Um, what about... Well, let's go to the derby first of all then. The Dundee derby. It's great to see it back. Barry, who do you think is going to win? It's going to be United or Dundee? <sighs> Tough, isn't it? It's yeah, hard. That, that is yeah. a that is a tough call. I'll go with the home team, Dundee United. Tam Courts will be quoted at the end then, rather than James McPake. He'll be the happier one. What do you think? I'm going to go a one-one draw at Tyndale for the draw. Be a good game, won't it? What's yeah. the what's the crowd? Yeah, the capacity? Twelve, thirteen, oh, maybe fifteen. Yeah, it was a great, great atmosphere. There'll be a brilliant atmosphere. Hopefully, it's similar to the, the Edinburgh mm. derby last week, yeah. last Sunday. Because as I said, Paul. Oh. 
I really, really enjoyed watching that. Everything but a goal. Yeah, yeah of course, at Tannadice is at least 15,000, 18,000 probably. Uh, Mark, Mark Livingston against Celtic. What do you think? I think Celtic will win with a bit to spare. I'm going to go 2-0 Celtic. 2-0 Celtic. Barry yes, Ferguson. Uh, for yep. me, I've got it written down here. 2-0 Celtic as well. Here is the manager reflecting on last night's 4-3 defeat. As I said, overall... Uh, can't ask any more of the players. Um, I thought we played some fantastic football away from home against a very good opponent, scored three goals. Yes, uh, we didn't get uh, the victory that we wanted, but uh, I thought there were some promising signs. And the talking point, what about the Celtic defence? It's hard when you come away from home and the opposition get a bit of momentum. Um, you know, you, you can feel the, the player, the home play, home team players lifting and, uh, you know, that's where you need a little bit of calmness. And, and you know, But again, we're talking about guys who, who are just beginning their Celtic careers, you know. I'd, I'd hazard to think how many games in total the back four have played together, uh, including Joe. So, you know, uh, defensive solidity comes after after a period of time and we don't have that right now. But again, I thought the intent was still good. Um, you can come here and get a nil-all draw. That ain't going to please me. Um, I'd rather we played the, the football we played tonight. We'll get better at it. And um, when we do, then... I think we'll get the rewards as well. Celtic fans will be hoping Callum McGregor is back. Haven't heard any word yet. No doubt we'll hear tomorrow if he's back. So you're both going for Celtic to win at Livingston and stay within sight of Rangers at the top. What about Rangers then against Motherwell? It's going to be title party day. Uh, is it? Oh, it's the flag day tomorrow. It's been a, yeah, we're well into the season now. Mark, first of all, who do you think? Rangers, Motherwell tomorrow? Yeah, I mean, sometimes the, the, the flag days are normally traditionally the, the opening day of the season. They, they, they can be um, a little bit tricky. Um, but I think Rangers will, will win this one again but with a bit to spare I'll go Rangers 2-0 Rangers 2-0 Barry what do you reckon? Um, I'll go Rangers 3-0 Rangers 3-0 you reckon? Yep Yes Scorers Is Morel is going to Oh he's not He's a doubt isn't he? he? Morel is a, a doubt Yeah No Ryan Kent obviously as we mentioned uh, It's an opportunity yep. Listen when, when your bigger players are missing through injury now it's an opportunity for, for a Sakala Kemal Roof, a Scott Wright to come in Wright. for Kent. Yep. Yep. So it's a real opportunity for these guys to, to go and show that they're more than capable. Here's the manager of the injury update. Well, we've certainly uh, got a problem with Ryan Kent. He'll be sent for a scan today. We'll know the extent of the injury. Probably late afternoon or early evening, but he's obviously going to be out at the weekend. And, um, you know, if the doctor's um, prediction is right, he could miss a few weeks, but we'll know more this evening we've also got Alfredo Morelos with a bit of a tight hamstring um, obviously not on Ryan Kent's level we might send him for a picture as well just to be sure on that one so Alfredo's a doubt as well besides that everyone else seems to have come through okay and the match is coming up I think it's just treating each game in isolation we've put big effort into last night's games with, with no reward so I think today is a case of picking the boys up and getting them recovered because the Motherwell game comes on us pretty quickly. You know, I've just been in the doctor's room for an update in terms of who could be a doubt or who's out of the weekend and, and seeing what we've got available, getting them recovered today, training the boys who weren't involved. You know, tomorrow we'll go tactically into the Motherwell game. So it happens pretty quick. The games are thick and fast. I think it's three games in six days. We've got no time to dwell. We need to move on pretty fast. Fast, thick, just doesn't stop because it's a huge week. So... Five games into the seven-day schedule, Mark. What's the report card so far for Rangers? Well, Rangers, um, what you can say is they've not been at their best, but they're top of the league. Mm. Barry, for Rangers, what do you feel? Yeah, uh, listen, that's what they'll be they'll be talking about. They're, they're sitting uh, top of the pile. They've not hit top for them. Um, so 
it means it's a half decent start to the season. It could be better. But listen, the main thing is five games in, you're top of the league and you've got an opportunity with a flag getting um, put up tomorrow. It's a real opportunity for them to go and show what it, uh, what it meant to the fans. Soak the atmosphere in and go and put a performance in. Enjoy it because nobody got to the games at all last season. And that that's tough, isn't it? To win your first title in all those years. Yep. And go and see what it... The atmosphere will be brilliant and what it means to people and that's a motivation to go and say, right, I want to do this again. And for Celtic, stay in touching distance of Rangers. It's a new manager, it's a new team. Um, you know, their away record has got to improve, Paul. They've got to be, be cuter um, away from home. They've got to realise to go to big venues. Sometimes it's not a bad thing to come away with a point. Tynecastle, Ibrox, Seville. Don't be, you know, don't be, don't be, don't think a point's not a bad results so it's just wee things like that but certainly there, there's there's signs of improvement for Celtic compared to last season and I think that you said at the top of the show domestically we've got a right good campaign ahead Barry when are you off to Montrose is it tomorrow morning or overnight tonight <laughs> tomorrow morning Barry thanks a million you'll be back on Monday with yeah, us. I should be yeah. back from Montrose <laughs> <laughs> and you've got the John Hartson charitable golf day on Monday Mark so we'll see yeah. you next week we're back on Sunday 2 till 5 Stevie Lennon is up next The Go Radio Football Show download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from 5